Have you ever wondered where your blessing is at? Have you ever prayed all week, all night, maybe all month or even all year for something to happen in your life and just not had the blessing come? I know what that's like. I've been there before too. And today I wanted to do a message telling you where your blessing is at. Now, I'm not the authority and I'm not a directive to tell you, okay, here's what you're going to do and this is how you get blessings. But I wanted to give you some insight as to some reasons that may be holding you back from getting a blessing and also some things that you may be able to, to do in this sermon. You might be able to pick up on some things and understand where that blessing is, is, not, is at because, you know, for us as Christians, we often get into a spot where we start to feel bitter because we didn't get our blessing. And I'm hoping today that you're not in that spirit, but if you are, uh, I hope that this sermon can help you really truly understand that Christ and, and God and the Spirit, the Father, the Son, they're all, they're all there for your benefit, and they're all there to do what they can to make your life better. So if you don't receive a blessing, it may be a good thing, but your blessing may be on the way and you just don't know it yet. So one of the things that, that can prevent you from getting a blessing that you've been asking for is it just may not be a part of your plan. God has a plan for your life and blessings help that happen. So if you're asking for something that's not a part of your plan, you may be missing out. And that may be a blessing that you get, you get a no to. So I want you to go to John 5, 14 through 15. This is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we asked of him. The key part of that is that if we ask anything according to his will, that's a part of your plan. Giving you a plan is God's will. So when you start to ask for things that are a part of your plan, you're asking things that are a part of God's will. So you may be asking for something like, oh, I, I need a brand new car and God may not think that's a part of your plan. You may, you may be thinking to yourself, I need a million dollars and things will be okay, but that may not be a part of your plan. Your plan may be a part of earning it. You may have to earn it through your job, through your life. It's okay sometimes to not get these blessings because some of them aren't a part of your plan. And that's okay because God's divine plan is bigger and better than your human desires. And I don't know if you really understand what that means, but the things that you want in this world don't amount to the things that God is going to give you. You can ask for all the money in the world, but it's not going to make you happy. You can ask for all of the things in this world that you have a desire for. You can ask for the new phones, the new cars. You can ask for fame. You can ask for glory. You can ask for anything you want, but God's plan is still bigger and better for you. And you also have to get in your spirit that God is not a genie. He's a provider. A genie grants wishes. A provider makes a way for you to have things happen. You don't go to God and ask and ask and ask and ask and ask. There's no situation where you go to God and just tell him, hey, God, uh, I need that money right away. I need that right now. That blessing I prayed for, I need it right now. Because God is a provider. You don't go to your provider and make demands. You go to your provider and get close to them. And the provider sees what you need. For me and my wife, we're the providers for our children. And our children don't dictate to us what we should give them. We understand what is best for them. And so we give it to them. And that's what you've got to understand God like. You have to understand him like a parent giving to a child what they need, not what they ask for. Our kids would, would eat 
Happy Meals and ice cream every single day. As a matter of fact, if they could just skip the Happy Meal and get just a toy and then eat ice cream, that's what they would do every day. But we know it's not good for them. We know that that's not healthy, that that's going to provide problems for them later in life. And maybe the, the, the blessings that you're asking for, that might be your Happy Meal and ice cream. And God's trying to provide you with the nutrients and supplements you need to grow in life. And you have to understand as well that blessings are not the goal. Blessings are not the goal. Purpose is. Go to God and ask for purpose. Go to God and ask for a reason to exist, to be. Go to God and ask for something to do. Go to God and ask what his plan is for your life. Go to God asking for things that aren't blessings. And guess what? You will start to receive those blessings. When you understand what your purpose is, you start to ask for things that are a part of your plan. And that's what you've got to get today. You may not be asking things that are in your plan. Also, the big one that I think affects a lot of Christians today, especially in the year 2020, you asked in doubt. You went to God asking for a blessing and you already doubted that it would happen. Go to James 1, 5 through 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Now, I know all of us have, have, have had seasons of doubt in our life. And so you can relate to that last part there that says where you're double-minded and unstable in all that you do. I've had a doubting stage in my life. I had a, a time, a season where I was full of doubt. And I don't know what happened to have that doubt come up, but it sprung up in my life. And this last part of this scripture is so real because it started to affect things that weren't just my faith. My, my doubt in God started to bleed into my relationships. It started to bleed into my workplace. It started to, to sift its way into every part of my life. So I became unstable. And the scripture is really telling you that you must believe in what you're asking for. You have to understand that words like possibly and maybe can prevent a blessing. If you go to God and you think, well, God, if you could possibly provide for me, that would be great. Or God, maybe you can come through. I don't know what you got planned, but God, maybe you can make this happen or maybe maybe my prayer will go through or maybe sometimes it's afterwards you pray and you pray with a full conviction and then afterwards as the time starts ticking you start thinking well i mean possibly it's not going to happen or maybe it will maybe it won't those words can really prevent a blessing those words they can act like a wall that your blessing just won't go over because you're having a spirit of doubt and you you really have to focus on believing in your blessing because we have a tendency as human beings to, to have plan B and C ready. And God's not going to be your plan A while you're working on a plan B. Because the only reason you work on a plan B is that you doubt the success of a plan A. So when you start praying to God and then trying to make separate moves happen instead of what you prayed for, what you're doing is you're saying to God, well, I prayed to you, but I'm not confident that you're going to come through. So I've got to work this out myself just in case you, the father, the creator, the divine don't come through. 
Now, when I say it, it sounds weird. I almost struggle to get the words out of my mouth because it is an inaccurate thing to do. It's preposterous for you, a human being, to think your plan B is going to do anything. If God's plan A didn't work in your life, then plan B is not a part of your plan. We go back to the first page here. God's plan A will succeed, but you've got to make sure that plan A is something you believe in. So stop making these secondary plans. Stop going to God and asking God to provide for you and then start making these these preliminary decisions on what would happen if you didn't get it. What would happen if God said no? Stop doing that. Go to God in full confidence and ask for him what you need of him. And if it's a part of your plan, you shall receive from him. Doubt shows a distant spirit. Something that a lot of younger Christians don't understand is that it's actually closeness to God that blesses you. It's not your, your divine actions. It's not you being perfect. It's not a certain amount of time. It's not, it's not some sort of club card that you sign up for. It is strictly closeness to the Spirit of God that blesses you. The closer you get to God, the closer you are to His plan on your life. The closer you are to perfection. We will never receive perfection in this life. But we can draw near to Christ, we can draw near to the Spirit, we can draw near to God, and we will be around a Spirit that pulsates perfection. So the flaws and the challenges and the attacks on your life have no choice but to back off because God is pushing them away from you. As you get closer to God, your blessings start happening because God is pushing everything that doesn't need to come close away from you. So your doubt is showing you that you have a distant spirit. So if you start to feel doubt in your spirit when you're praying, you need to work on a relationship with Christ. You need to stop worrying about your blessing and at that point, start focusing on getting yourself closer to God because the doubt will be a killer of your own spirit, of your own move. You cannot doubt the divine and then ask for the divine. You have to believe in the divine. And I know, I know it's difficult in today's times to really truly have faith, but you can have faith in the one that created you. Of all the things in the world, yeah, it's okay. I don't necessarily have faith in, in the White House. I don't necessarily have faith in, in the greater governments of the world. I don't have faith in, in jobs. I don't have faith in money. I don't have faith in the morals of this world anymore, but I have faith in Christ. And I know you can too. I know you can have the kind of faith that is unshaken by your circumstance. So don't let doubt creep up into your life because that may be what's preventing this blessing from happening. And a big one, and I'm sorry to get in some people's kitchen here, but a big one that I'm coming up on here is that you haven't said thank you yet. You haven't said thank you yet. And if you feel like that's you, then you've got to work on that. You know, it's a thankful spirit that receives. You've been going to God and getting and asking and then getting and then asking and then getting and then asking for your entire life. And you've not once stopped to thank God for the miracles he provi he's providing for you. You've asked God for healing and he gave it to you. And then you asked God for financial blessings and then he gave it to you. And then you asked God for a job and he gave it to you. And then you asked God God for a healing for a friend and he gave it to you and all the while you've never stopped to say thank you God thank you you've never had a spirit of thanksgiving in your life and that can be a big impediment on you receiving from Christ you receiving from the spirit you receiving from the father you have been asking God for a miracle and yet you haven't acknowledged him 
You know, when you get something from something that's not important, you don't acknowledge it. You know, you don't acknowledge your, your check when you get a job, you get from a job. You don't look at the paper on the check and you don't say, thank you, paper. I'm glad you paid for my bills this month because the, the paper is an inanimate object that doesn't matter to you, but you do look at your friends and your family. If you're going through a hard time and they maybe reach out to you, you thank them because they're important to you. They're real. They have value. They have substance. So when you get something from God, you get that miracle, you get that blessing, and then you don't say thank you, you're placing him in the same position. You place that piece of paper where it doesn't really matter because it's not real. It just kind of happened and these things confabulated and now I'm here and all this stuff just happened and I'm kind of lucky. You can't chalk these things up to your own work. You can't chalk them up to luck. It is God that is providing for you and you've got to stop and say thank you. And if you don't say thank you, you are immediately placing a lack of value on your relationship with Christ. So if you feel like you don't have a spirit of thanksgiving, again, go back to the second part of this page here. Go and get closer to Christ because you need to be thankful. You need to be ready to say thank you. And you need to say thank you in all seasons. Say thank you when the sun is out. Say thank you when it's raining. Say thank you when you ask. Start praying. And after you say, say amen, say thank you. Even though the blessing hasn't come by yet, say thank you because you are confident that Christ is going to provide. And I have to hit something here. I've heard this before. I've heard it all the time. When your prayers start with, can I or will you, he won't. Every prayer you've had in your life starts with, God, can I get this? Or God, will you give me this? And you're still asking him these things. It's okay to have a can I prayer sometimes. It's okay to have a will you prayer sometimes. But... You also need to have a thanks, a thanksgiving prayer. You need to have a prayer where you say thank you to God all the time. Your request prayers can never exceed your thank you prayers. So if you're starting to feel like you've been praying for things too much and you haven't been saying thank you, top over that and start saying thank you for the things in your life. Your thanksgiving prayers need to be the number one prayer in your life. Make sure God understands that you really know that you can't be who you are without him, that you would have nothing without his sacrifice, that you would have nothing without his blessings. And then God will look at you and realize that you have drawn so near to his spirit that he's ready to bless you. So start filling your heart with thanksgiving because you haven't received, not because you haven't asked, but because the last time you asked, you didn't say thank you. So start being thankful for what God has provided for you. And lastly, this brings me to my close here. You need to say thank you no matter what. It doesn't matter if you never got the blessing. Say thank you. It doesn't matter if you got the exact blessing you asked for or if God didn't provide or if he switched it up on you and provided some of your blessing but it's a little different than you thought it might be. You still need to be thankful for what God is doing in your life because God's not an ATM or a long distance relationship. You don't go to an ATM and a long distance relationship the way you go to Christ. 
You don't go to God and just type in some numbers and get some money out. That's not the way God works. An ATM is, is something you're in control of. You go to the ATM, you put your card in, you type your code in, and you tell the ATM exactly what to give you and it spits the money out. That's not your relationship with Christ. He's a provider. God is a provider for you. You don't go and push buttons for God. What you do is you serve him, you draw near to him, and then he gives you what you need. You go to an ATM to get what you want. God is giving you what you need. You go to a long distance relationship because you get satisfaction from it. Your long distance relationship is something you go home and forget about. And when you need satisfaction, you go back to it. Oh, stop leaving God and then coming back just for satisfaction purposes. God is not a long distance relationship where you make a phone call and set up a series of plans to meet in the middle of the night and get your satisfaction and then go back home. You need to start making God the number one in your life and realize that he is your provider. He is something you need to desire. He is something you need to make sure it is not a long distance relationship. You're as close as you could possibly be. It is not an ATM to you. God is something that you love, desire to be around and that you serve. You don't push buttons for God. God makes moves for you. You've got to understand that God's plan for your life will help you get the right blessings and understanding your plan and your purpose will allow you to pray in a spirit that knows what you need. And when you get close to God, when you truly get close to God, you will have a thankful spirit no matter what happens in your life. You have purpose and you need to find it. And when you find that purpose, blessings will rain down on you in a way you can't handle. You won't be able to have room enough in your life to take in what God is providing for you. You'll have to take the food he's providing and eat it and then move it off the table and get the next round. You see, so many, so many people have been fixing themselves on the first meal and they've been eating and getting full off the first meal and they never said thank you to the cook and then they shove the plates off and ask for more. No, your spirit today is going to be this. You are thankful for the provider and you will take in all that he has for you. You will consume the blessings. Say thank you. Draw near to him and then keep it going. You will continue to thank God for what you have, but you will also continue to attack those blessings when they're there. When the blessings are put on the plate in front of you, you will devour them because your spirit is hungry. Pastor Avery said earlier that those who are hungry go to the table. Start going to Christ's table and you will start getting blessings. Blessings also need to be believed in, not just asked for. You don't just throw it out in the wind and hope that it happens. You need to really, truly believe in what you're asking for. I know God's plan for my life. And because of that, I've never gone to prayer and said, God, if you would just provide me with a million dollars and a hundred thousand subscribers, I would be happy because I know that's not a part of my plan. So I'm not wasting my prayer on something that's not going to happen. I know God's plan for my life. So as I've started to know God's plan for my life, I know exactly what God is going to provide for me. When something comes up, I can tell myself, oh, this doesn't fit me. My story doesn't end here. This is not a part of my book. I understand who I am. And so I understand who God wants me to be. So then I can look at the world. I can look 
at what's going on and I can take a look at my life and say, this is what I know God will provide for me. So I'm going to pray for it. And I really, truly believe in that prayer. If I were to pray, uh, pray today and ask God for a million dollars, I wouldn't believe in it. And so it wouldn't happen. And it's not that I don't think God can provide those things for me. I just know that despite the fact that God can provide anything, that's not for me. I know that a, a, a blessing of a random bank account drop of a million dollars isn't for me. My blessings will come in saving souls for Christ, saving souls for the kingdom, and providing people with a healthier and happier spirit. That is where my blessings are, and God will continue to provide me with the opportunity to do so. And so I pray for those things in my life. I pray for peace. I pray for a generational exponential growth in my family where my children grow up better than I did. And then my grandchildren grow up better than they did and so on and so forth. You see, I know that's true. I know that's going to happen. It lives in my spirit. So I believe in it. So when I pray, I know it's going to happen. So I become thankful for all that God is going to provide for me. And lastly, in closing, I need you guys to understand that unanswered prayers can be a good thing. Think of all the prayers throughout your life and how many you're glad he didn't answer. You know, for me, you look at things like, okay, you prayed for a job and you didn't get it. And then a couple weeks later, you got a better offer from a different job. And, and for, for those of us who are married, we all were 14, 15, 16 once, and we had a relationship, and we were just so excited about it. We went, and we sat by our bedside, and we said, God, please make this my wife, make this my husband, make this the family that I start. And, and though those people may be good people, you grow up, and you grow apart, and you change, and you find the person that God truly had for you, and you're glad that you didn't get that prayer answered when you were 16 because God knew better. God knew that if he provided you with the answer to the prayer you wanted right then and there, you would miss out on your soulmate. I thank God that all the people that I prayed would be my wife were not my wife until I met my wife. And let me tell you something. When I met my wife, I didn't pray she would be. I knew she was going to be. And I didn't have to pray for it because I was close to God and I knew this was for me. So I've never once prayed that Tanisha would be my wife because I knew God sent me my wife that day. And I can tell you right now, there is no greater feeling as a Christian than just knowing when a blessing is coming. If you get anything from this today, get this. Be thankful when you receive. And also, be thankful when you don't. Because God is giving you exactly what you need no matter what. So if you look back on this sermon today, understand you may not be praying for things that are a part of your plan. You need to make sure that you're praying with a thankful spirit. You need to make sure that you have no doubt in your spirit. These are things that you can understand and that you can do. And I truly believe that if you listen to this today and you take it in, you will start to have blessings rain in on your life. Draw near to God so you can understand what to pray for. Then pray with a believing spirit and a thankful spirit and just watch what God will do. 
And if you don't know how to do it today, if you close your eyes with me right now, I'm going to pray for you. I don't know your need, but I'm going to pray with you and I'm going to pray for you. And when we pray together, the intercession of my prayer and your prayer together will change your life. So if you really truly believe in it today, get your spirit ready. First off, let's start here. Christ, I want to thank you for all that you have done for me. Though I have a need today, I know that when I had a need yesterday, you provided it. And when I have a need tomorrow, you will have the answer. God, I am so thankful that you have allowed me to have your spirit on my life, that you have provided me with so much in my life, God. And no matter what this answer is today, God, I pray to you with thanksgiving in my heart for the sheer thanks of sacrificing your life for mine, for allowing me into heaven, though I don't deserve it for giving me the opportunity at an everlasting life that I didn't earn. And God, while we're here, just know that I believe in you. I believe in your power and I believe in your spirit, despite what the world tells me, despite what everything is telling me against you, I still believe in you. And so with that belief and with that thanks, God, I come to you and I ask you, take over my life, God. You know what my need is. Show me your power today. Show me your light. Take over the dark places in my life and consume them with your light. My life is filled with darkness, but I know as I draw near to you, the light will consume all darkness, God. I have darkness today. There are those who have darkness in their finances. There are those who have darkness in their health. There are those who have darkness in their relationships. There are those who have darkness in their, in their hearts, God. We pray today as a unified people that the people who are believing and thankful today will receive tomorrow, God. You will provide them with the answer they need. That answer may be no, and it may be yes, God. But we are thankful and ready and excited no matter what that answer is, God. Give us exactly what we need. Forget what we ask for, God, and give us what we we need. Thank you. Amen. I love you guys. Keep your spirits intact. Keep your life ready to be drawing near to God because that is where true blessings come from. Proximity to the Father. Thank you.